Yeah, I think we've all been in that horrible situation where someone gives you a gift and you go, shit, I don't have anything for you. Hello everyone, it's been a little while, but it's so lovely to be back and to be recording again. How are you feeling about being back, Marie? Yeah, I mean, I, I've missed this. Honestly, I, this is, I think, the best thing I've done all year. It's nice to be behind the microphone again. This is the first episode we've now recorded since we've launched, which also gives you an idea of how far ahead we planned all the previous episodes. How has the experience been for you since we've launched? It's been amazing. It's been so surprising. The lovely feedback we've got. I was saying to Marie earlier, we thought our audience would be our parents, but we've actually grown a little community of people who have really connected with what we're talking about. And it's been a year long project, really. And we've actually seen it from start to finish. And I'm just so proud of being able to complete a project because I can barely make breakfast or lunch in the morning I'm very bad at finishing things so it's just been absolutely wonderful I don't know about you Marie but I am super proud of what we've done and I'm buzzing to record new episodes I've got so many ideas there's lots of really great things to look out for in the new year from us kind of like not our launch anniversary but it's like our conception anniversary because we came up with this idea like around this time last year things never go to plan and our launch date got delayed a few times but in a way that kind of served as well because we kept pushing our launch date further and further and further when the time came i just wanted it to be out i wasn't even nervous or anything about it i was just we're done it's out in the world I think that's the beauty of it is it's not that we didn't care, but we've made something that we've, we as listeners would want to listen to. We've not created something for a particular audience, which is how I work as a marketing person. We've created something that we love. But other things like shout out to like the Twitter podcasting community who've been like amazingly supportive and just helped us out a lot and giving advice. Like Twitter might be a complete shit show at the moment, but at least at least the people I've interacted with on there, especially in the podcast community, have been absolutely lovely. So that's just been like another welcomed surprise. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for your support. It's honestly, it's made our day. We didn't expect it at all. I guess we should continue on with a sustainable fail and a sustainable or sustainable win. I know it's been a while. I don't know where you, uh, you landed like 50 sustainable fails later it's down to which one do i choose no so actually obviously like marie said we haven't recorded for a while and actually quite a lot has changed this year a lot of good things have happened i actually want to boast a bit my sustainable win is i've recently started a new job and it's working with a sustainable startup which is fantastic I'm doing something I love and something I really believe in Um, I'm working for a tech startup called Treakly which is a tree planting app which everyone I've said what Treakly is to them they've gone that is the most wholesome thing ever who doesn't want to plant a tree it's it's lovely so sustainable win is I'm helping grow a sustainable brand that is planting trees so that's pretty pretty good how about you marie what's what's been going on since we last talked have you had many if any sustainable fails any wins because we're doing this podcast i now keep a list on a post-it note obviously but because it's the end of the year and our final episode for this year i might as well also end on a win i get i think like many people seasonal depression and um last year it was so bad it led to me starting a podcast with Beth. What are you saying? That's a good thing. But that's like the only thing that got me out of it and watching Scooby-Doo, just two things. So I was just like, okay, what can I like, I preemptively almost planned and thinking like, what can I do this time around to at least make these last, these next few months a bit easier on myself. And one of the main advices everyone tells you is like, 
exercise that will make you happy. So I, I like I started thinking like what can I do for exercise? What what exercise can I do that doesn't actually require a lot of equipment and a lot of money? And also now started freestyle jump roping. My sustainable win is I bought a pair of runners secondhand, and they fit. Which is the best thing in the world? That is a miracle because second-hand shoe shopping is just not there yet. It, I really struggle. I, I think shoes are the one piece of clothing accessory you absolutely need to try on because everyone has weird feet. Feet are weird. Uh, honestly, you're so lucky there. Well done. I bought them online as well, so it's like I didn't even get to try them on. Like the box came and I was just like begging, please fit please fit they did and I was really surprised and happy that I took this risk and every time I'm like working out in the shoes I'm like I bought these second and yay that's a cute way to end the year I love that I think we've done very well considering my first sustainable fail was that I lost a reusable straw to we're keeping fit we've got new jobs we're thriving I love it well done us and happy anniversary and then I did a second thing as well, but that kind of ties into the theme of this episode. Oh, I love when it ties in. Very good. Very good. Because I got an early Christmas present. So hello, everyone. Welcome to Two Girls, One Reusable Cup, your sustainable support, where we navigate the tinsel and tragedy of living a low-waste lifestyle. I'm Marie, and as always, I am joined with the lovely Beth. Hello. And it's beginning to look a lot like mass consumerism. In general... Are you a Christmas person, like a Christmassy person? I'm not the super, super over-the-top Christmas person who starts celebrating in November. I hate that. November has its place. But I do get the warm little festive feeling inside. I love mulled wine. I love mulling anything, actually. I think mulled wine should be a thing all year long, but that's just me. But yeah, I... I do like getting festive. I think it's a nice way, not to quote a song, it's a nice way to end the year. You're wrapping everything up. I'm honestly not trying with these puns. They are just coming out of my mouth. It's a nice way to end the year. I like all the celebrations and you tend to see family and friends a bit more around this time. So yeah, I'm fairly festive. What What about you, Marie? Are you more of a Grinch or are you quite Christmassy? No, no, I'm a Grinch. I'm a Scrooge. <laughs> I... I, I... I try not to be, but like I was the person in school going around telling everyone Santa Claus wasn't real. Like that's who I am. That's awful. That is a new low. In my defense, we don't have Santa Claus in my culture. So it just did not make sense to me. But no, I'm I'm that type of person. But like in the last few years, and especially like with the pandemic and everything, I, I've kind of grown the importance decorating for Christmas, Christmas lights, like it's already very dark and depressing at the moment. Like why not cheer yourself up by putting up lights or a tree or something like that? So I've kind of mellowed on my stance, but I think of course, one of the main reasons that so against Christmas is just the massive amount of consumerism I see happening around me. This time of year, it's very one thing after another. It's it's Black Friday, it's Cyber Monday, it's it's Christmas, it's New Year's, it's then January sales. There's no break. It's full-on advertising everywhere you look. It is full-on consumerism and it's quite scary. And I'm sure I'm going to be even more scared now that you're going to read out some lovely stats, as always. Bad that I always enjoyed this part. <laughs> <laughs> you are the Grinch. I love researching. I love this part. So anyway, the Bank of England has calculated that the average UK household will splurge and spend £800 extra in December on food, drink, as well as gifts. This includes an average of 17 gifts bought per individual, according to Amazon. Now, this, was, this comes from, from an article in The Guardian. Currently, experts uh, suspect due to the current economic climate, this number might actually go down. I was just going to say, I don't have 17 friends, let alone 17 people I know. How is that the average number of gifts people buy for each other? I think I have about, you included, maybe three friends. But that that's quite surprising. Um, and it's nice to see people are so generous. But that, yeah, that's, that is a mad 
stop. I, I don't think it's one gift per person. And I think that's where the big problem lies. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I don't know. Or we're just very lonely people. I do not know. <laughs> this number is fairly similar to America, who, according to data provided by the National Retail Federation, Americans plan to spend roughly $998 on gift food. So almost $1,000. And according to a study by waste management company, Biffa, the UK creates 30% more waste than usual over Christmas. This includes an estimated 227,000 miles worth of wrapping paper and 1 billion cards that end up in the bin each year. Cards really interest me, actually. I really thought that by now we would have moved away from Christmas cards. I know e-cards were a thing and I don't think they really took off, but cards are lovely, but they're the most single-use thing out there. I Usually you receive a card and it does, it even says Happy Christmas in it already. It just says 2X from X. It's lovely, but I don't know if there's a place for them anymore, really. I mean, how many people do you think keep a Christmas card? I'd keep a postcard from someone because it tells you about what they're doing, etc. But I rarely keep a Christmas card. What about you, Marie? Do you send, do you receive Christmas cards? I think it depends. Like, because I come from an expat background and also just an expat family in general like like over the years like my mom has had many people stay with her like acting almost like a host family and I've done that now since I've moved to Portugal and that is almost a way it's almost a good way to get back in touch with someone by sending a Christmas card but it's more serving like a postcard because like we wouldn't hear from someone from a year who we lived very who like lived with us for like a couple of months and then they went off and did their own thing and now we we haven't heard and then once a year we get a card from them going that's lovely like what's happening in their year like for example my I was an exchange student in Germany when I was 16 and I still get a card a Christmas card from my host family every year sent with a bunch of German goodies which is always very lovely and we all of course always repay the favor unfortunately I think the Irish goodies aren't as good as the German goodies that we send back but that that is one thing I do understand giving someone a card that you see nearly every single year and it just says Merry Christmas. You could just verbally say it to them. I think that is a bit counterproductive. And another thing is, but then I still do like get the connectionness that comes from it. Yeah, and I think what you've said about it helping you keep in touch with people, that's lovely because there's more to the card. It's almost a letter. Something I am, um, and I'm probably going off on a tangent on this now, Something I used to do with my grandma is we'd get Christmas cards from the previous year and she taught me how to make them into boxes. You can fold them in a certain way that makes them into these cute boxes that even have lids. And what I'd do then is I'd put like sweets or chocolate in them and then I'd, I'd give them as gifts. Christmas cards I think you can reuse, but it's just the fact of buying them every year and just sending them out and scribbling your name and their name and maybe the thought's gone at that point. And then finally, the UK Gift Card and Voucher Association estimates that about 20% of gifts, so about 120 million items, will end up in landfill on Boxing Day. That's so ungrateful, if anything. So do you mean people will literally get gifts on Christmas and go, I don't want these, and instead of even, dare I say, re-gift or donate them, they get put in the bin. I think also it's just the nature of the gift. Uh, uh, a gift, I mean, okay, because I am not English, as you can hear by my accent. So this concept completely baffles me. But then when I lived in the UK, I kept hearing the word stocking stuffer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it will make a good stocking stuffer. Or even if they don't use it, it's a good stocking stuffer. And it's just like, what, what are you on about? Like it, liter like, it literally has the word stuff in the title. I think that's also where we get back to like the 17 gifts. It's like you get a proper gift for someone and then you get a joke gift or one that's an in like, like, yeah, a joke gift or an inside joke or something that's like funny in the moment, but doesn't, isn't actually practical. Then you have secret Santas from people you don't actually know that well. So they just 
get you the basic ass stuff. So it's, I think that's also the problem with this holiday. Like it's encouraging you to give without even thought. Buying for the sake of buying, isn't it? And actually stocking stuffers have always reminded me of like getting a side of food or getting a side of fries at a restaurant. Now bear with me on this. It's when you buy your main and everyone buys a main and you're buying loads of food and you think, let's chuck in some chips in the middle and some other stuff. And then it turns into this big meal and actually you're too full to even have the side of fries in the end. That's what a stocking stuffer is to me. It's the little bit extra on top. You've already bought a lot of stuff. So what's this extra thing? It's all like to look impressive. And in the end, it's like, well, you've lost the art of giving. The art of giving is meant to be this personal thing that you do because you appreciate the other person. Whereas how everything's advertised to you now, it's you have to get them a present because they've got you one or you just have to get them a present. And it doesn't, there's the pre- I feel such pressure that it makes me feel like I have to get everyone a present I know even though I might not know them that well and I don't really want to gift them anything and that's not me being horrible. I see a gift as quite a personal thing and people don't get offended either. I think we've all got it in our mind that they got me a gift and I wasn't expecting it so I have to get them something. People won't be offended. Yeah, I think we've all been in that horrible situation where someone gives you a gift and you go, shit. I don't have anything for you. Like, and then it's just like, oh no, I forgot your gift at home. I'll bring it to you tomorrow. And then just like run to the store and like buy the first thing you see. Like that is just like when someone like just brings a last minute gift on you and you're like, oh, 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 oh no. I don't know what to do now. But I mean, if someone gives me, I don't expect people to buy me presents if I've bought them something. I think that's what people forget. It's think of it as a one-way street. Think, I'm giving someone something and I want to give them something. It may, It's meaningful to me to give them something. Not, I've given them something so they should get me something back. And like you said, Secret Santa, half the time, especially in a workplace, you're giving someone you barely know and that's when you end up getting a novelty gift. And I'll talk about novelty gifts a bit later because I, I, I hate them. They are based on inside jokes or one-time things and in the future you'll you'll throw it away because it doesn't mean anything to you anymore. Yeah, I think like our context always matters. Like, for example, we did Secret Santa when we lived with each other, when we we, we had a great time because we were roommates and it was nine. Yeah, it was nine of us that we all knew pretty well. So in those situations, like obviously we weren't going to give nine presents because we were students, we were broke. So Secret Santa was like a good option for all of us to at least get one present and have like a very fun time. History of gifting and gifting culture is, it's really difficult to get get into uh, and the origins are a bit unclear. I found one article by The Atlantic that states that gift giving in the winter season goes back, some scholars estimate, as far as the 19th century. But the amounts of gifts were very small and uh, it was like during the 1800s, it was only for children. And however, it wasn't until the rise of advertisements around the 20th century, especially toy retailers, when they actually realized, oh, a lot of money can be made here. As they rub their little greedy hands together. (laughs) Exactly, Mr. Burns style. Yes, that's what I was picturing. (laughs) So this led to, by the 2000s, US retail sales during the holiday season reached $416.4 billion. And this number has only gotten bigger. That is, and I always say this, that is crazy. And like you said, it it only grows every year. It doesn't stop. I mean, I'm quite curious, especially in the UK, to see what that figure is this year because everyone's tightening their belts because obviously cost of living's going up. But it seems like, quote, um, Jurassic Park, Christmas always finds a way. Yeah, and it's also like, obviously, Christmas advertisements are genius. I mean, they like gaslight us into thinking like, oh, you need to do this and this and this and this in order to have the perfect Christmas. I was only exposed to this like when I lived in the UK because I grew up without a television. So like just being like sitting, like watching TV with my roommate and then just like, like everyone goes crazy for the John Lewis Christmas ad each year. Like, what is that uh, about? Uh, there's the amount of money, obviously, kind of not this year. And you'll see from the adverts this year, they've been really kind of reined back. The amount of money that gets put into Christmas ads. And again, 
as a little marketing nerd they're so clever i really do enjoy seeing them battle it out but it's almost a culture thing it goes so much beyond an advert like believe it or not if you don't live in the uk some of the biggest christmas adverts come from supermarkets in this country and um, not just obviously we mentioned john lewis is the big one it's quite a traditional thing is the john lewis advert comes out but aldi tesco lidl they all battle it out and they all have their own characters that they release over christmas and they sell soft toys of these characters it goes mental we are such a weird country <laughs> we obsess over weird things but that is a major part of christmas in this country is the adverts they're not i'd say half of it is to sell something and the other part is it is part of culture it's it's crazy but like you said marie the ads are coming in thick and fast they're everywhere your email inbox will be full with christmas stuff the minute it hits november you'll see ads all over social for stuff the minute it gets to november all the lights come on all the shop windows get decorated you can't help but be sucked in and like not to mention like the commercialization of christmas through movies all this paints this picture that you have to give presents uh, not just to your family but your neighbor your colleague your dog your cat like it just keeps going and going and going because god forbid if you don't do this it won't be the perfect christmas uh yeah we're all almost it's it's a routine it's like you know the drill guys and that's where all the pressure comes from and i think at some point we all have to step back and go we don't have to follow these patterns we don't have to gift like the brands and the advertisers are telling us to you don't have to gift at all and especially like i said this year with the cost of living going up there'll be a lot of people who will actually say i'm really sorry i can't afford to give this year and actually i think people will understand that and i'm hoping people will realize you don't have to give it doesn't make sense for you to or if you don't want to stop feeling i know it's hard but try and escape from that pressure do you have like a go-to gift like a gift that you always enjoy giving i love giving and this is at probably at no surprise to you i love either giving food that i've made or like nice food or i like taking people out for experiences because a lot of the time if i give someone an experience they'll go we should go and do that together so and this isn't why i do it but you then get involved with it so it's like i like to give things like an afternoon tea or if someone likes getting coffee at a particular cafe i'll be like i've got you a voucher for it how about you because you're quite the the crafter you like making things so surprisingly enough i don't make a lot of my christmas presents just because just because i'm already very stressed during that time and I am not good at planning ahead, so I usually make stuff last minute and it doesn't turn out the way it does. So occasionally I do make something, but like usually I never get it done in time for Christmas. So I try to avoid that. It usually handmade stuff goes for birthdays. And then Christmas, my go-to is books or board games. Two things I just like love personally so i love sharing these things with um my family so yeah those two like books and board games are my love language and since well me and my brother in particular got into board games i've become kind of an expert if you ever need board games recommendations ask me i've got a list you're a connoisseur i'm a connoisseur i watch videos of like the top 100 board games each year like i go through I do a deep dive and I've never, I think so far, never given a board game that someone hasn't enjoyed yet. So yeah, uh, although I do kind of have to stop because they're starting to pile up a bit. But yeah, those two are my go-tos. Um, I love giving books, especially if it's like a book that I love and I know the other person will love or I know they're going to connect with it on another level. Um, so those two are my, are my go-tos. I really liked what you said about it being your love language and I think that goes back to the meaning of gifting rather than it being exactly what the other person will want and the magic being kind of taken away you've kind of gone I enjoy this and I want to share it with you I think that's so lovely actually something you said in your notes is what was your favorite present to receive and one of my favorite presents this year is actually Marie sent me a book for my birthday that I reference all the time it is how bad bananas and 
I loved it because obviously it's something I'm really passionate about. And it's the fact that Marie has gone, I really enjoyed this. I think you'll get a lot from this. It's a good reference type book. And I wasn't expecting to receive it. And it was a really nice gift and it helped. It's made a connection, like Marie said, between us, because it's it's obviously something we can talk about because we've both read the book. I think what Marie said about love language is such a lovely way of approaching gifting it is do you prefer to give or receive that sounded wrong <laughs> i think i need to rephrase that that no you're keeping that in that was really i am an avid gifter and ask any of my family or friends i love gifting so much that i always ruin the surprise because i'm so excited i'm like a dog to give someone a gift that I end up spoiling it and telling them what I've got them especially as people know me as obviously like my values and stuff it's an extra challenge for me to give something that obviously like isn't just going to Amazon and getting something but at the same time I love trying to think what would be thoughtful or what someone would actually use so this is why and I'll talk about this later I love giving experiences because I think you can be quite personal I'm definitely a giver and I think as well and you'll probably agree with this Marie because I'm conscious of what I buy anyway I don't really want anything at this point in my life I feel like I've got everything I need Um, I mean if someone wants to treat me to a coffee I'm not gonna say no but I definitely like giving more than receiving (laughs) I can't even say it Marie (laughs) Marie, back at you. Are you? Do you like giving or do you like receiving? No, I'm I'm, I'm in the same ballpark as you. I, I like I enjoy giving gifts, especially when I know I've got a good one. Like, and I'm <gasps> yes, you can't keep it to yourself, can I you? I was about to say I'm the opposite. I keep it a secret till the day. Like I'm like there waiting, looking, and like pretending like oh that's my present. No, no big deal. And then just like it's the best one. Exactly. <laughs> It, has there been a gift that you've been really excited to give? So many. This is a really good one. This is very oddly specific. So when I was younger, I remember I was obsessed with this little perfume set my mum had. Now this, I'm not old, I swear, but this would have been in the 90s. So this was an old little Estee Lauder perfume set of mini perfumes that I think my mum bought from an airline. And all the bottles were really cool shapes. And the smells were amazing. So as a child, it just like stimulated all my senses. And my mum loved these perfumes and I all I always associate them smells with her. When I went, I was looking around an antiques shop and I found this set of perfume. And I know you might think, oh, it's a bit weird because it's quite old perfume. But I saw the perfume was transported back to when I was younger. And I was like, wow, these were my mum's perfumes. So I bought them for her and she loved them. And she was like, I can't believe you remembered these. And it was genuinely based on the shape of the bottle and the smells. And yeah, she loved it because obviously you can't buy them anymore. And it's a personal thing, memory between me and her. So I think that was one of my favorite ever gifts to give. I was so exciting giving that one. Is there anything that you absolutely loved giving to someone that you were like, ah, that's it. Can't top that. That's brilliant. Yeah. I don't have many talents. However, one of them is finding vinyl records, a particularly good hunter. So I, this was when I lived back in Dublin. I heard about this like record fair that was happening in the middle of nowhere in Dublin city. I had never been there before. I like had to take two buses. It was in a gymnasium at a school. I got lost on the way there. Of course it was Ireland, it was raining. So by the time I got there being dry was just like a distant memory. It just, I was soaked and it was like in a massive gym. I found what, like what I was looking for practically in the second stall I checked and I found the Beatles white album for my brother, which he's been after for a very long time. Now, if anyone says, well, Beatles White Album, that's not difficult to find. No, 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 no. It had to be vintage and it couldn't be remastered. Those are the two specifications that my brother has when it comes to vinyls, especially remastered. It cannot be remastered. And finding an unremastered version of any Beatles record is really hard. However, since this was the second stall I checked, so I looked through the entire gym couldn't find anything better, went back 
to the stall and I see the White Album in someone else's hand. <gasps> oh no! And I just go, shit. But the dude is in an argument with the vendor. And I just go, oh, and I kind of like creep in and listen in. And then the guy leaves and leaves the White Album behind. And I kind of like slide in there immediately going, listen, I do not want to step on anyone's toes, but is the White Album still for sale? And he goes, oh yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Uh, that uh, guy just didn't uh, like, didn't want to buy it for the price. I'll buy it for the price. Like, I'll, I'll take it. I'm not a good haggler. But since I've been looking for this record for uh, so long, I actually knew like the price they were asking for that was reasonable, reasonable. And I bought it. And the beauty of this record is that this record probably would have been one of the ones that are were worth like 300 or 500. However, the previous owner devalued it by putting his name on the record but i knew my brother would didn't give a shit about that he just cares about the sound i was excited listening to that story that was a roller coaster i was like oh brilliant she's found the record he's always been looking for and then suddenly someone else had it in their hands and my heart went (laughs) but what a great that's such a great present and story that kind of happened by chance it was almost made to be that you found that album then that's how i like to think of it it made it just it was meant to be i think that is just that's lovely the thing is like obviously christmas shopping comes with a lot of stress and stuff like buying something secondhand also comes with a lot of planning so i get the appeal of just going on amazon and just finishing your christmas shopping with one click of a button yeah it's convenience it's doing it all at once i know people that will plan a day to do all the christmas shopping so sometimes you have to rely on what's convenient you might not be able to do what marie did or i did and go to a gymnasium (laughs) or an antique shop and actually spend time looking for what you're looking for the perfect present it's sometimes a chuck that in they'll like that and then it became, becomes less thoughtful and more like that the present actually doesn't make sense and it won't end up being used. And I always always say there is two sides to a story. So you may have done your Amazon shopping as simple with one click of the button, but always remember that there's someone on the other side processing yours, but not just your order, but everyone else's. And I think we can both agree that Amazon dominates the Christmas market each year. Yes, and obviously the Black Friday market as well as we've seen recently. Yeah, it's all it's all Amazon. I mean, again, it's the convenience because like I would, would never in a million years participate in like Black Friday in the retail store with the shoving. I mean, that's more in America, but with the shoving and the fighting and trying to get the good deals. However, Black Friday with Amazon and Cyber Monday with Amazon, it's again, click of a button, you're done. It's insane the amount of just, it's mind blowing how much packages go through an Amazon warehouse during these times. I found this article from The Atlantic, which I already shared on Twitter, and it's just extremely insightful. And it just plays in the back of my mind now every time I need to buy something. One holiday season, now this article I think came out in 2019. So in 2018, an Amazon Amazon warehouse in America had set a target to hit 1 million orders within 24 hours. And they were successful during one Black Friday season. It almost doesn't seem possible that we are doing that. That rate of consumption is not natural at all. And based on your statistics before, a lot of what was ordered will probably end up being unwanted gifts it will probably end up in landfill and actually ordering online itself has a particularly high carbon footprint you've got all the packaging it's even one thing you order probably has quite a high carbon footprint so if you think about that times a million it's quite scary yeah and as you mentioned online shopping comes with a massive amount of carbon footprint and this is a fun fact which many people do not know next day delivery has a higher carbon footprint than normal delivery why is that it is because the delivery drivers don't get the opportunity and the time to plan how to effectively load their vehicles and what is the most effective route to drive. So sometimes delivery vans will just leave half empty and not full, and that is a waste. So that's just another factor on it, which I thought was really interesting. 
it's convenience again it feels like convenience has the higher carbon footprint unfortunately most of us i think these days do our christmas shopping online each christmas a staggering 4000 tons of products arrive to the uk in containers from china so it's it's a staggering amount and we've i've mentioned this before at the beginning of the stats but there's one element that many people do not think of that produce a lot of waste and that is wrapping yes and i think people myself included get confused with wrapping because it's called wrapping paper and people think paper it can be recycled but if you think of all the different types of wrapping paper they have glitter and vinyl and all sorts on them um, as we've probably said in previous ep episodes about recycling anything that's got multiple materials in it is going to be incredibly hard to recycle and use again and a lot of wrapping paper especially the cheaper ones are quite thin and flimsy so even if you wanted to use them again it's very difficult to especially as well if you have young children or very excited people like myself who will just tear into the present like there's no tomorrow you are not going to be able to use them scraps again so wrapping is mad and people spend so much money and time on it it's again an example of a single use single use waste essentially yeah so the department of environmental food and rural affairs estimated in 2017 the uk wasted the amount of wrapping paper was enough to wrap uh, wrap the entirety of guernsey now if you're not geography savvy like i am i actually looked up guernsey is one of the channel islands in the Eng in the english channel near the, near the french coast i googled its surface area because i had no context to this fact so guernsey is 29.95 square miles or for those who use the proper measurements like myself that's 62 square kilometers see this like i'm very familiar with this because i've actually been to guernsey a number of times funny enough guernsey actually to be fair you could could probably walk around but that's that is a bit scary if i'm honest with you that is a lot of wrapping paper <laughs> And as Beth mentioned, wrapping paper in general cannot be recycled because there's all sorts of crap on it. So anything that's shiny, plastic, lined, or decorated with glitter, glitter or nemesis, cannot be recycled. A good try, like a good test to do is the scrunch test. So anything that doesn't hold its shape while scrunched up cannot be recycled. That's a really, really good tip, actually. The simpler, the better, I guess, if you do... If, if you do want to use wrapping paper, keep it simple. Like things like newspaper are brilliant. Brown paper is really easy to recycle. You can make quite a nice wrapped present with brown paper and string with all ribbon that you already have. My sister actually keeps a box of ribbons. Whenever everyone opens Christmas presents, she'll go around like a little scavenger, steal all the ribbons and keep them in a little box. So whenever she gives gifts she has this lovely little box of ribbons all ready to go and textiles i've seen so many people on instagram recently wrapping things in scraps of clothing or nice textiles and they look beautiful and actually half the time you'll want to keep the textiles and either use it to to wrap something else or as a scarf or something like that i think textiles is um a really lovely way of really upping your gifting yes i one year made cloth gift bags with the idea that we'll reuse them every single year so they're like however that plan kind of backfired in a bit because covid happened and we weren't able to get back home to grab those <laughs> gift bags now they're like lying in our house in hungary but i was very proud of myself they're beautiful i made them out of burlap they're nice that is one way but if you don't if you're not like savvy with a sewing machine although they're really easy to make i think even beth would manage to make them thanks <laughs> we'll never forget that broken sewing machine beth anyway like there are several like stores that now sell cloth bags so um the uh, so the idea is that you could just like reuse them something that um marie told me about because i've always asked about how you celebrate christmas and something Marie's family does is on 
Christmas Eve, they open their presents, but it's done by, did, I think you said the youngest opens all theirs first and you watch and appreciate it. Then the next one in line opens their presents and it becomes this social thing where you can really appreciate what you've been given and you can start conversations on it rather than everyone running down, ripping open presents and that's it it savors it a bit more and actually i think more people should do that i think it's such a lovely idea and i think gifts are icebreakers it's something to talk about especially if the gifts are thoughtful and like marie previously said giving that lovely vinyl to her brother there's a really funny story attached to it as well and that's what you can discuss during opening the gifts it is. It is a lovely tradition. I don't know how it started, but it's always been the case in my family. And Anyway, so we thought we'd kind of, no pun intended, wrap things up by sharing some of our gifting tips, kind of taking into account that you really want to gift someone something. You want it to be thoughtful, but also at the same time, you're really conscious of everything we've basically said about the environmental impact of this season and gifting. And we thought we would put together some tips where actually you can get around that and still give someone quite a thoughtful, nice gift. When I'm gifting someone something, and I've mentioned this before, my go-to is absolutely experiences. And I think me and Marie have both said this, you can make this so incredibly personal. You can gift something from, I just think gifting an experience is a fantastic thing to do. You can make it really personal, but you can also do it as something where you're giving it to someone to spend time with them in the new year. It's something to look forward to. Bonus, if they want to invite you with them, gifting time is such a lovely thing to do. So a few experience ideas, what I would think about when gifting experiences, I'd think, okay, what does this person like to do? Do they go and get coffee from a particular place as a treat? Do they like getting their nails done? What do they do as a treat? What can I give them that they'll actually go and want to do? So a good one is always food and drink. Get them a voucher for afternoon tea, their favorite restaurant, a cafe, something like that. Also, I've put down with food and drink is drink tasting and restaurant tasting experience. You could go and do something quite unique and it it's something that you can then do together as a trip out. If not food and drink, then maybe something like well-being. So I said before, if they like getting their nails done, maybe get them a beauty treatment. If you look at them and go, oh, you know what? You need some TLC. I'm going to gift you like a back massage or something like that. Or a cultural evening, like go and watch a band together, go book gig tickets, something like that. Or learn a new skill together. Something I'd love to do is do like a gin or cocktail workshop where you can make your own drinks at dance classes something like that where you can do it together because you're going to create such great memories and it's such a lovely thing to gift someone and if you want to make it like spice it up a bit because sometimes bit and feel like you're giving someone something you could even make your own little voucher card from scratch so you're actually giving someone some on the day and you've handmade it again just to make it a little bit more personal i mean maria's any of these experiences something you would want to receive well i mean i already received my christmas present this year because i got purple hair because uh i am someone who likes uh, also receiving more experiences than physical items and one thing my mom and me used to always do is uh musicals I would always usually get a ticket to go see a musical because I'm a massive, a top of all the other things nerd, I'm a massive musical theater nerd as well. However, because of scheduling and COVID and just the uncertainty that hasn't been like an option the past few years. And then this year, my mom didn't know what to exactly give me. And it's just so happy. I was about to book my appointment at my hair salon at a hair salon at an eco-friendly hair salon in Lisbon that I found because again as I mentioned with seasonal depression I knew that I needed to do something just to like brighten my day up and so I thought you know what 
I'm just going to do it. I'm going to change my hair color. This is going to be my treat to myself. And then my mom heard about this and she's like, well, I was actually going to get you a voucher to that hair salon. So that could be your Christmas present. And I was like, oh, great. But can I get it now? Because by the time Christmas rolls up, that might be a bit like I, I need this like boost now. I need to have like a bit of color in my life. So yeah, I've already gotten my Christmas present this year. And that's another thing that I think people shy away from is gifting early. So I got mine like a month in advance, but I do not mind. I think it was one of the best gifts I ever got. Absolutely. And you can enjoy it over the Christmas season. And I bet when you look in the mirror every day, not only do you go, I look amazing, but you go, oh, my mum got me this. It's lovely. I honestly think it's so underrated. People should gift things like beauty treatments or experiences that people wouldn't usually get themselves. It's such a good idea. It really, really is. My next tip, if you don't want to gift an experience, but you want to give an object or something to someone, the first thing I would gravitate towards is DIY and making it yourself. This is like the ultimate thoughtful present and you can learn a new hobby at the same time now you might be thinking oh gosh i'm not i can't make things i can't crochet etc well then i would always gravitate again towards food and drink there's so many lovely little things you can cook and bake for people for example make jams and chutneys i think this art is completely lost i love a homemade jam or chutney and you'd be surprised because I don't, I wouldn't go out and buy a jam and chutney, but if I receive them, I use them so much. I'm so grateful. Chocolates, biscuits. Um, I've written a note here that says mull everything. Thought that was quite a festive option. But the beauty in doing this is you can reuse your old jars and Tupperware to give to people. And then, like we said, you can wrap ribbons around them and make it all nice and festive. And I, I do think that's such a, it's a unique gift and it's really, really thoughtful and super easy to do bonus points as well if you can use local ingredients food and drinks not really their thing not their taste um and you're more of a crafty person loads of things you can make lots of people make their own candles you could create a scent that's really personal to someone have a go at knitting or crocheting something like hats and scarves are perfect this time of year and there's also um you might have seen a lot of macrame which is like the plant hangers or you might have seen me and marie's lovely macrame reusable water bottle bags as well there's lots you can do and then there's toiletries you can make face masks body and lip scrubs from a lot of ingredients already found around the house so lots you can do something i will say is obviously be careful when making things like consumables food drink toiletries make sure you follow a trustworthy recipe and accommodate to the person's uh, dietary requirements so few just off the top of my head bbc good food is usually really good pin Interest obviously is a great resource, but double check the source and cookbooks. A few cookbooks I would definitely recommend is Deliciously Ella, Anna Jones, Bosch. There's some really lovely recipes in there that you can try out for yourself, learn a new skill and then enjoy and gift to someone else. And what you can even do as well is share the recipe when you've given it to someone. It creates a lovely connection. It creates a story. And as well, you don't have to worry as much about about waste because hopefully if you've not burnt it or made something absolutely inedible someone will eat it and reuse whatever Tupperware or glass it was put in so kind of win-win this reminds me my brother one year decided to make homemade fudge for everyone it was a huge hit it was a recipe he found in the irish times and then everyone wanted the recipe but my mom threw out the recipe and to this day this like fudge has remained the best fudge in history but that no one can recreate now because the recipe got lost but for that one christmas it was a hit oh that's such a shame but i love that because that's something you all remember as a gift like how how many times have people given you stuff and you've forgotten what someone got you if you didn't write it down? Whereas you're, you guys always remember that amazing fudge you had because it was an experience. It's such a lovely idea. If you don't want to, if none of these are taking your fancy, something you can do, which I think can actually be really personal, is donate in someone's name. This doesn't have to be a dull gift. You could choose 
um, a charity or a cause that's really personal to someone's heart. And usually when you do this, charities will send you a card that says that this person has donated in this person's name and it then shows you all the great work they're doing bonus you could even take this one step further um and for example if you donated to a wildlife trust or you adopted or sponsored an animal take the person to go see the work they're doing for example my grandma sponsors an owl at chester zoo which is really funny because this species of owl keeps dying and she has to keep changing the owl she sponsors. It's really... What are they doing at that zoo? I don't know. This owl is just not surviving. But anyway, every year we go. Can I just say Chester Zoo is amazing. Their conservation work is absolutely incredible. They've just not had much luck. Well, clearly not if they're clearing, killing owls. They've just not had much luck with this species of owl. Basically... I'm going off on a tangent. My grandma will sponsor the animal at the zoo that has no sponsors. Because, like, the lions and the giraffes have tons of people sponsoring them. They're popular animals. So she's just like, what's the animal that gets no sponsors? And they give her this owl. And then either the owl moves or, like, it perishes. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so what I'm saying is my grandma sponsors an animal at zoo and then we all go along with her each year to see the animal and we make a proper day out of it and it's then becomes an experience so it's quite I think a lot of people see it as quite a dull cop-out gift and it doesn't have to be so a few ideas here is um you might have heard of this before but ActionAid do a really cool thing where you can gift something in someone's name but they do quite unique things like you can literally you can gift a farm a goat in someone's name and you get a card saying you've gifted a goat which is quite funny and possibly if you're looking at something like a novelty gift and someone likes goats a lot there's your present for you or you might have um heard in a previous episode when we were talking about periods and period poverty actually do um a period kit um which you can gift to communities that can't afford basic hygiene products which is a really lovely thing to do for treakly we're currently doing gifting trees so if someone's really into nature conservation that's a really nice thing to do and you can plant trees all over the globe or a local wildlife trust um i said to my aunt a few years ago that i was incredibly grateful for all the presents i've ever received from her but actually i'd love it if she could donate to a charity instead with the money that she would have spent on me so every year she picks a local wildlife trust for us which is really really sweet and again something we can go see for ourselves in our area so there's lots you can do here to make this a bit fun and i think this is a really really lovely present if none of these gifts quite so if you absolutely if you do feel like you need to buy someone a gift there is still things you can do that is a bit more conscious so something we always preach on this channel with everything is try and buy secondhand. And I know there's a stigma with buying secondhand as a gift, but you can find some absolute treasures in charity shops, antique shops, collectible shops. As I mentioned before, with the perfume kit that I got my mom, you will be surprised what you can find. So secondhand is a really good way to go. I would also try and buy locally. This time of year is brilliant. Um, especially in the UK, I don't know about you, Marie, but there is loads of Christmas markets happening all over the country. And you will see a lot of kind of small businesses, but also local kind of artisans selling crafts. So you can buy quite a unique present that is local to your area. And it's all obviously fantastic to support small and local businesses around this time of year who really appreciate your support as much as the person receiving the gift will appreciate the gift so also one thing is really important to consider when buying from a small business especially when you're buying something online and this is coming from someone who works for a small business bear in mind we are not amazon i think amazon has given an unrealistic expectation for people and it actually takes time for a small business especially if it's like only two or three or even just one person working there if you want to buy something from a small business, make sure you do it way ahead of time, like not like one week or before Christmas or even two. That is my advice when it comes to small businesses. Make sure you buy way in advance because 
it takes time to process or even make your order, especially if you're getting something handcrafted. This one comes from personal experience because I used to volunteer for an animal shelter. I used to dress up as a Christmas elf. Please do not give pets. Do not. That is just, especially if you haven't thought it through. If you just have the image of your family being happy about the new puppy underneath the Christmas tree, but haven't thought about like how you're going to train it, how it's going to fit into your lives, what you're going to do when you go on holiday. In January, we would get so many pets and animals back because people would just adopt a pet at Christmas thinking it would be like, oh, a fun Christmas present, and then realize that they'll have to take care of this animal for the next 20 years. So, and it's always so heartbreaking, like January up to February is like the busiest time in an animal shelter because we're just taking back everyone's uh, like, I don't want to say rejects, but it's like, it is really sad. So that is one of my big don'ts. Please do not give pets. Just no, that is not a great idea. I think that's a good way of thinking of gifting anyway is a long term, a gift is long term. It's always going to be something someone has. So make it something that one, like I said, either gets consumed, it's food or drink or an experience or two, it, it makes sense for them to have it and they use it. So this kind of works well with um, other stuff to avoid. So novelty items is a big one if it's not a long-term thing someone will probably won't even use it it'll get put into the bin or it will get donated and especially if the novelty gift is so specific to that person that will never go back into circulation so novelty gifts as fun as they might be i would try and avoid and then i think actually my biggest one is i do try and avoid online shopping where i can and try and shop in person one it's a nicer experience you get the kind of festive lights everywhere you get to go into the shops you get to talk to people and two you avoid things like transport emissions you avoid a lot of excess packaging because there is so much packaging when getting anything delivered going out and getting someone something it's part of the gift journey it's part of the experience <laughs> If you can, I understand a lot of small businesses are online, but if you can, shop in person, enjoy the festivities, grab a mulled wine while you're out in a reusable cup, go, go have fun, live your best festive life. Sorry, you're just like, that's nice talking to people and the introvert in me is just screaming. Like, I hate being on the streets during Christmas. I genuinely, this is like, this is my like advice it's start early like i start early avoid all the crowds and when when white christmas hits i can just like put my feet up and relax because no the idea of for me the idea of christmas shopping in a crowded street i mean i still have nightmares of henry street in dublin like that one oh god and grafton street both grafton street and henry street during uh christmas in dublin is just the worst place to be in my opinion <laughs> Yeah, I, I say all like it's nice and the lights are up and stuff, but Marie's right. In reality, it's a lot of queuing, especially if you're in the UK, stood behind people. It's it's carnage. I think the key to all of this is planning ahead. You're able to give a much more thoughtful gift that you want to give if you've thought ahead, if you can do that. Try not to rely on the convenience of things like Amazon. Avoid the queues and the Christmas rush. Like Marie said, sit back and relax, relax at Christmas um, if you can. One thing I do is I keep a permanent Christmas list for people. It's just like on my phone. So whenever someone mentions like in passing going, oh, I could really use this for the kitchen or oh, I could really uh, use this. And I just note it down no matter what time of the year it is. So by the time November, December hits, I can just look at that document and I can I have already like a shopping list written and I can get it all done. That's a fantastic idea. And then you can like subtly ask people throughout the year if they did get that kitchen appliance, etc. I think as well, people will value that more because they'll go, oh, you remembered this one little thing I said that one time. It makes it super thoughtful. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of like my last bit of advice to wrap this episode up. If you're unsure, just ask. I mean, I know people are like, oh, I want to surprise this person at Christmas, but 
it's better to like get them something you know they need rather than taking a risk and going oh i think they might want this like if you're unsure just ask i think that's really really good advice it's it's that simple i think and i know people might think the magic's gone but actually the best thing you can gift is something practical and thoughtful and the only way of doing that is asking case in point my mom asked me what i wanted last year for christmas and i said a podcasting microphone you're welcome thanks marie's mom <laughs> Anyways, this concludes our sustainable journey for this year. We'll be back in the new year. In the meantime, you can follow us on our, our socials for more sustainable shenanigans. We have Instagram. And if it hasn't imploded by the time, uh, time this episode com uh, comes out, you can also follow us on Twitter. If you enjoy hearing our voices, share with your friends. It really helps us out a lot. Leave a rating review on whatever platform you are listening to us on. It really helps us out a lot. Remember to always think before you buy. And don't accept burritos from strangers. Happy holidays, everyone. We'd love to hear from you guys what you've enjoyed about this series of Two Girls, One Reusable Cup and what you want to hear from us in the new year. Thank you for joining us on our sustainable journey. Have a lovely holiday season and we'll see you soon.